0: is a new year. Happy new year. Now what usually comes with new years very often are new year uh, resolutions, new year goals, new year, uh, new direction. And that's very common, that's what we do, it's sort of part of it. Of course also is very common, it's usually by the end of January (laughs) they're gone away. But in reflecting on the new year resolutions, one of the things that we need to understand is that the resolution that you're thinking about doing now is a reflection of last year. It's a reflection of what didn't go well in your mind, what you want to change, what's not quite right. If you want to get healthier, if you want to lose weight, if you want to hit the gym, if you want to do that, you have a New Year's resolution because something in last year uh, didn't sit well with you. If you, if you want to change uh, some other aspect of, of, uh, of your life, you look at what you didn't quite like in 22, and you think, okay, I'm going to have a New Year's resolution, I'm going to change that. And so when, when, when uh, those resolutions come, we, we, we head into the new year. So I want to do that on a spiritual level this morning. I want to declare a, uh, a resolution, a New Year's resolution. Uh, it's really set a theme about something that I think is absolutely vital to your living, the, the, the Christian life, the Christian walk, the life with Christ that God has for you. And yet, in this area, of all the areas in our life, I find over and over, it's the one that we most accept that we can't do. Or we simply ignore the things that aren't right. And, it, and, and there's a reason for that, and I'll talk about it. But it's something that, okay, I, I'm going I'm to try to uh, do, do it, but not, not really. Because we don't really believe this can change. And when you say, well, what is that? Here it is. Do not worry. Do not worry. <laughs> See, our world is filled with anxiety. It doesn't take much just a little bit of research on Google, on, on Go Online, it doesn't take much to all of a sudden see that things are really, uh, this world is filled with anxiety. In fact, they, they tell us that we're better off as far as the foundation things of food, clothing, all these type of things. Most people, not everyone. We're, we're better off in those areas of our life than ever before, and yet we have more anxiety in our society than ever before. We are more nervous, we worry more now than when we had to build a log cabin and go out and hunt our food and do that. We are more uh, filled with tension that, that is expressed in all kinds of ways that aren't healthy because we have to deal with this anxiety in our life. And whether it's we're anxious about uh, providing, or whether we're anxious about politics, or whether we're anxious about the polar ice caps melting. Whatever. Whatever that is, we are filled with anxiety. But this shouldn't surprise us. Jesus taught us that this is the way the world thinks. This is our society. This is how we behave. We are an anxious people. And because of of that anxiety in us, it is expressed in unhealthy ways everywhere. It's who we are. See, Jesus said in Matthew 6, 32, uh, he says, For the nations run after these things. Now, let me just pause there for a minute. Because this whole passage of Matthew 6, I want to encourage you to go back and read it (laughs) and let it sort of uh, marinate in your heart. Because Jesus is teaching us, do not worry. Don't worry about your, what, you, what you wear. Don't worry about where you go. Don't worry about your shelter. Don't worry about your food. Don't worry about anything. That's what Jesus is saying. Don't worry about anything. And then, and then he goes on in, in this, our verse, uh, Matthew six thirty two, and says, for nations run after that. Now, your translation might have heathens or whatever. The word is ethos. The word is, is people, worldly people. Our society, our world run after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. That's our theme verse. Now, I'm going to preach about all kinds of things this year, and God's going to lead us and and, uh, help us to grow in so many areas, but this is a verse we're going to circle back to. This is because I believe it is one of the critical foundations of how we live a godly life, is to understand how we should not worry and how we can live anxious free in 23. It's not just a cute saying. It's something that's real that God wants us to do. Something that God wants to challenge us with. I want you to notice the tension or the contrast in this verse of Matthew 6.32. He says, look, the world lives this way. This is the way the world lives. This is who they are. And the reason they live this way is because they're responsible for their own needs. They have to make sure they work. They have to make sure they have the funds. They have to make sure they have the juice pops in the uh, refrigerator. They have to make sure they're there. (laughs) And because of that, they're anxious. That's the way the world is. And Jesus says, don't be surprised. This is who they are. This is the way they, they live. But if you see the tension on the first half, it says this is the way they live. But that's not how we live. Because... Our Heavenly Father, so it begins with a foundation of understanding a relationship. You have to know God. You have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that, that relationship that we have inside of us means that he knows. He knows what's going on. We don't have to live that way anymore. That's the way we used to live. And we still struggle with it because that old world thinking and that old world nature and that old world selfishness still creeps into our lives and still tries to fill us with that anxiety. We don't have to uh, live that way anymore. That's not what God wants. But the answer to how we should live, how we can live worry-free in 23, how do we live that? It's found in that verse. Now, Matthew 6.33 is a very uh, common verse, and it's really, as far as I can remember, one of the first verses I memorized. I was in a Bible quiz growing up in church. I was in a teen quiz. (laughs) I forget what it was called, but basically we had to memorize large portions of Scripture, and then they would test us on it, and we would buzz in, and we would win, and, you know, make the Word of God competition. I don't know if that theologically sound, but it was fun. Okay? So I remember one of the first verses I memorized was Matthew 6.33, which we'll get to. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And I said, oh, i got to seek first God. i got to seek first God. i got to seek first God. And I tried and try to do that, missing the whole punch of why we do that and how that, it, it, that righteousness that, that is in us that we're seeking, it, where does it pair up to? What is it, how does it fu- is fulfilled in our life is because of Matthew 6.32. That we don't have to worry the way the world worries because our Father knows. So I believe the theme for this whole year, and I believe it's possible. Some of you don't. Many of you don't. You want to believe because your pastor is saying it's true. And you want to believe because your pastor is saying we can live this way. But you know how we live. When's the last time you worried? About two minutes ago when you worried how long the sermon was going to (laughs) go. Or this morning. Or this morning. We live worry, anxious, in, in subtle ways or big ways. Sometimes we're not even conscious of it, but it comes out in what happens to our body or our anxiety or all these type of things around us. Sometimes it comes out in anger. We mask it with all kinds of things, with drugs, with uh, illicit relationships, <laughs> with alcohol. We mask, we mask it with all kinds of things in our life. And you say, wow, man, we got a real drug problem in America, or we have a real alcoholic problem in America. And I, and I said, yeah, that's true. But all of those things are just masking the anxiety and the worry and the fret that comes from people because they think, well, how am I going to make it through the day? And, or what's going to happen? Or, or are people going to like me? Or, or is my job going to be okay? Am, am I going to be fired to, uh, today? Is, is my car going to run out of gas? All these things worry and work in us. So in this passage that we're studying of Matthew 6, three times Jesus says, "Do not worry." Three times. "Do not worry, do not worry, do not worry." So if Jesus says uh gives us a command, and that's what it is, it's a command. Jesus commanded you not to worry. Okay, now you're you're a little bit worried about that Living up to that, right? But, but he don't, not only said it once, he said it twice, he said it three times. He really wants us to get the, and understand we are not to worry. What is worrying really about? If we look close, we find the clue because Jesus gives us the clue. He says, why are you worrying about food, clothing? Why are you worrying about these things? Why, why, why are you doing that? He says, you have little faith. Ah. Now that's something we recognize. Little faith. Jesus says it over and over. Oh, you have little faith. You didn't believe this. You believe for that. So, so now we have a correlation and understanding of what worry is really about. Worry is really little faith. Now... That leads us to another problem that's really difficult. And maybe you're like me uh, who had uh, an issue with, okay, how, what is little faith? Is it faith light? <laughs> you know, is, is, is it like almost faith but not completely? What is little faith? Jesus said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. And now we're really perplexed wait a minute, he just said, you have little faith in not a good way, because you worry, so worrying is really about little faith, and then he's over he- here, and he's saying, if you have small faith, <laughs> you can move a mountain. How, how does that work? How does, how does that fit together? Well, the problem is we're looking at, it. it the, we're making a wrong connection, because when he s- says faith is small as a mustard seed, he was talking about seed faith, He wasn't talking about uh, little faith because little faith is not good. Small faith, there's something different about faith that's as small as a mustard seed because a mustard seed has action. And that's all of a sudden, everything starts to come together. Because a mustard seed grows. It may not grow much at first, but it's going to grow. It's moving. It's, It's having steps toward the right direction. And that's what it's really about. Because this, this is what you need to understand. Worry is an, an inaction. Worry is not doing anything. It's a state of being that consumes us. We don't go anywhere with worry. We just get consumed. We. It's a feeling. It's just. It's a state of being that's very different from faith. Faith is an action that... that helps us to become something more on a daily basis. So uh, worry is an inaction, and faith is an action, something that we do. So we begin to understand little faith then is something that we're, we're just feeling, and we're being consumed, but we're not actually doing. It is a state of being fearful of everything that's around us, <laughs> Uh, living in this, win- and, and, and and just think about it. Think about the anxiety that you have over anything. The smallest thing, the biggest things. And where does that come from? Do you see that you're not doing anything. You see, James 2.17 helps us understand this. It says, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Okay, now we get real confused. <laughs> I'm confused. I thought it was by faith alone. <laughs> we sing faith alone. It's only about faith, nothing about faith. And now you're saying i got to have something with faith. i got to have uh, something that's accompanied with faith. And so it's easy to look at that, and you, you just get a little bit confused by that. But it, and understand the context of what he's talking about in James is that faith is an action that must move. If it does not move, you see, I think often we confuse faith with grace. Grace is unmerited favor. Grace just pours on us. (laughs) I didn't deserve it. I can't, it just, God just does it. He just forgives me. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we say, God, I give you my life, we are saved by grace through faith. See, saved by grace. And the uh, grace just comes. But faith has to do something. (laughs) Faith has has to have an action. You see, little faith uh, believes that I don't have to do anything. That, That little faith says, I believe, but doesn't have any action with it. And so often people say, well, I have faith, I believe, I believe, but we do nothing. We are consumed by worry, we're consumed by fret, we're consumed by anxiety, all these things, and we don't do anything. But faith has an action. Worry just sits there. Now, let's look at Matthew 6.33 because we start to put all this together. It says in Matthew uh, 6.33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. That is the action we're supposed to do because you might say, okay, well, what is the action of faith? If faith has an action, what is it? Seeking, just seeking, just searching, just yearning for more of God, just growing, just walking, just saying, God, I need more of you, that is an that. That puts our faith into action. People that believe and don't do anything, and don't have any action with it, and don't release it in any any type of way, then there—that's called little faith. That's filled with worry. And that is what, and you'll never get rid of your worry. You'll never, you will live the rest of this year with anxiety and, and worry and fret over even good things, right things. But you'll be consumed by that if you don't learn how to activate your faith. Put it into motion. Seeking is an action. Worrying is an inaction. <laughs> and, and I know because I worry as much as anybody. It's easy to worry. It's just you just you just sit. You're not doing anything. Just well, what about that? Oh man, that's not gonna work out. I don't know. Well, what about the church finances? What about this? (laughs) What about them? How come they're not coming? What you see? You see? It's easy to just just worry. It's in an action. Whereas faith does something. Faith is a is a movement. You see, I believe it's important to understand how do we how do we take that action? And but before we get there, you need to understand this. Being worry-free does not mean you're problems-free. <laughs> you're thinking, find God, take away the problems, and I'm worry-free. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I love you as your pastor, and I'm just telling you that is not going to happen. In fact, you're going to have a problem this afternoon. When your football team plays a better team, you're going to have a problem. <laughs> you, you're going to have any, Come on, rooting for Tampa, whatever you're going to have a problem. Your problems come. So okay, I'm not saying that I need to get rid of all my problems or God will take care of all my problems and I'd be, uh, I'll be worry-free. No, no, no. That's not the way it is. Uh, the problem is not uh, the anxiety. And we often think that. We, we think, why am I so anxious? Why am I so fearful? Why am I fretting? And we, we think, oh, because it's that. No, it's not because of that. <laughs> It's not because of this. It's because of your inaction in that. The problem is there. Problems will be there. Jesus even said it harder. I mean, well, is is that too hard for January 1, (laughs) for Sunday? Jesus said there'll be persecutions. Jesus said there'll be trouble. Jesus said people may not like you. Jesus said... They may say bad things about you. <laughs> oh man, we worry about that more than anything, especially if you're on social media. Just sorry, me. Sorry, my little box here. I <laughs> don't. People say anything bad about me or whatever, and 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 that consumes us. But that is not the problem. The problem is our. It, it is found in our inaction. So how do we break this inaction? How do we? How do we begin to do something? How do we put faith in action? Jesus gives us an. Uh, an idea in another teaching that we find that's very similar to Matthew six, but it just uses a different picture. So it's almost saying the same thing, saying it in a different way. And and uh, from Matthew six, in Matthew six, he talked about do not worry and worry about food and clothing and these these daily things that we think we need. But he says it differently in John fifteen five that is really saying the same thing, but just in a different way. He says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. You will put faith in action. You will not worry. You will trust me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you will worry. Apart from me, you will be filled with anxiety. So the, Jesus is saying, I am the source. I am the reason that you can stand strong. If you remain in me, uh, fruit is an action. Fruit is a growth. Fruit is doing something. Fruit is believing. It's not just saying, God, I believe, but in not doing anything. That's little faith. God wants to get us out of little faith. Don't be... People of little faith. God wants to move us into great faith, which is mustard seed faith. I'm just gonna grow. I'm gonna believe one day. I'm gonna take this step, God. I'm gonna trust you today. I'm gonna believe you can do something today. I believe you can touch my family. I believe you can touch my finances. I believe you can turn things around. Today, I'm gonna believe. I'm gonna trust. See, that's action. Abraham is one of the first ones that we really see who who exercised faith. He did stuff. (laughs) He did things. He trusted God. We need to understand the same is true with us. But how do we remain in him? How do we bear much fruit? And it's, it's interesting, if you, you see what I'm saying, bearing much fruit, growing really strong with God is getting away from living a life of worry. You won't bear much fruit if you're consumed with worry. You won't. I know. <laughs> because it, it, it is an inaction. We need to grow. We need to be stronger. We need to trust God. We need to believe God for all these things. We need to remain in him. So you say, Greg, how can I do that? And let me just give you two very simple thoughts this morning. Here's one. You have to keep believing that your father knows. Because remember I said Matthew 6, 32 is the answer. It gives us the problem how the world lives. They They worry, they worry, they worry, they worry, they worry, they worry. And then they worry some more. And they're filled with anxiety, and then they take drugs, and they worry, <laughs> and then they drink a bunch of alcohol, and they worry, <laughs> and then they have go from relationship to relationship, and they worry. That's just that's our world. That's the way they do. It. But our Father, this is our answer. This is why we're different. Our Father knows. Our heavenly Father knows. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. He knows. He knows. And there is power. There is a release of faith in in understanding that. In fact, I I go around I just say my heavenly father knows. My heavenly father knows. You should that should be your 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 most repeated statement in 23. My heavenly father knows. That doesn't mean everything's perfect. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean it's not devastating sometimes. It doesn't mean that we can't change it like when we want. But my heavenly father knows (laughs) he's in charge. When no one else sees, he sees. When no one else knows the pain or the hurt, he does. My heavenly father knows. And if I say that over and over, my heavenly father knows with anything, my heavenly father knows I need this. Greg That's a silly little thing. No, my heavenly Father knows. That's how you get and, and turn over everything to him and not live a life of anxiety. My heavenly Father knows. He knows all these things. He knows all these things I'm dealing with. What you, you, you you get up in the morning. <laughs> when's the last time you had anxiety just really stir? When's the last time you just started worrying about things and you didn't even realize you're worrying about things, but your spouse knew you were worrying about things because you're yelling. <laughs> Why are you so angry? (laughs) Because you're worried, because you're filled with anxiety, because you're not trusting God, because you haven't put faith in action. And and instead, you should be saying, hey, my father knows. My father knows that I need this. My father knows that I need that race. My father knows that 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 I need this. My father knows I need gas in my car. My father knows that I need this relationship to be better, to be healed. My father knows. I... It's, it's so important. How do we live not worry? How do, we, how, do we, how do we live away from this threat? It's because he knows. 2 Timothy 1.12, Paul's at the end of his life. A lot of bad things are happening to Paul about this time. About the time he has this instrument in his hand that he's writing. And he's writing these words. It's really, 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 One more time. Really hard. And he writes, I love this. I know, I know, I know my father sees. I know my father. I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able. That's what he wrote. I know. I know. And when I'm filled with, all of a sudden I get worried about this and apprehensive about this and there's too much tension and I'm like, that. And I'm like no, wait a minute, I'm trying to, I'm doing this. I'm. I'm focusing on me instead of saying, God, I know in whom I believe. I know you're able. I know you can turn things around. Do you know what that's saying? You know what he was saying? He was saying, I know my father sees and my father knows my needs, knows everything about them. What if What if, what if we lived a whole life, a whole year, this year, trusting in him? You know, the Bible goes on to say, he gives us the victory through Jesus. That's what he gives us. He's given victory. Jesus is giving us the victory, right? But you might have a question here that we need to stop and think about. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Greg. What if what I think I need, God doesn't think I need, (laughs) you know? What am I saying? I need that car. And God's saying, No, you don't. <laughs> you know, because that's what we deal with. That's what we start, start playing mind games with ourselves. You miss the point. Because my father knows. My father knows. That doesn't change my act of faith. It doesn't change my ability to step into this and say, God, I'm gonna trust you for today. I'm gonna trust you for my transportation. I'm gonna trust you for what's going on in my life. I'm gonna trust you and take those act of faith that, 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 that he knows. And he only gives us the victory. (laughs) We can trust him. Why? Because he knows. You got to keep believing. You got to keep believing. Number two, very simple. You got to keep moving. Your father knows. Keep moving to the danger. Keep moving into the really difficult spot because your father knows where you're at, where you're going. Your father knows. One of the funniest stories we find In the Old Testament, is Moses leading the children of Israel out of Egypt. Victory. They have silver and gold from all the Egyptians, and they're running out. They're going out. We're we're going. We're out of here. We're out of here. So he has like a million and a half, three million people behind him. Okay, three million people following, you know, just with go- goats and carts and, you know, stuff. And, you know, they're like, <laughs> and Moses is, is walking and going, okay, let's go. Where are we going? I don't know, but we're going out here. They get down to the sea. And, okay, so up here is the Mediterranean and Egypt behind us. So Moses is probably thinking, we probably take a right. But, you know, Moses is not in charge. Well, because they're following a cloud. God appeared in a cloud, a fire by night and a cloud by day that they're following. They're following the cloud. And God comes right over the sea. Wait, wait, wait. God, you got to turn right. It's time to go right. Someone say turn right, you know. And so Moses probably just stops there, and here goes the clouds over the sea. And all of a sudden the people behind turned around, and they see the Egyptian army that's coming to destroy them. So the army is coming to destroy them. God is floating over the sea. And Moses is thinking, I don't know how to swim. <laughs> you know, never took those lessons, you know. Like in the palace, they kept trying to save me, but they throw me in and I kept drowning. <laughs> so I can't swim. So he's sitting there looking at this, and all the people are complaining. They just and Well, did you bring us out here to die? We could have just died in Egypt. Why did you do this? Complain, 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 panic, 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 panic. So Moses in faith, you gotta love Moses faith, turns around, sees all this people, sees the army. And I love in Exodus 14:14 what Moses says. He says, The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Don't move. Now wait a minute, the clouds moving over the water. Moses said, don't do anything. Just stay there. Somehow God's going to work it out. Now, this is not actually written in the text, but you know this is what happens because of the next verse. Moses turns back around, (laughs) looks at the water, and says, God, (laughs) what are you doing? Why did you leave me here? He starts complaining. Moses is complaining. Sometimes a pastor needs faith. And We know this because it's the next verse, the very next verse. This is what God says to Moses in Exodus 14, verse 15. He says, uh, put that up for me. uh, Exodus 14, 15. Oh, it's behind me? Okay, great. Why are you crying out to me? (laughs) God, He's, he's subtle. I think God is saying, Moses, you're whining like a baby. Of course, you know. Moses wrote Exodus, so he's not going to write that. (laughs) Why thou with (laughs) upset? Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to move on. That's not what Moses told them. But that's what God wanted. It was always about moving into the sea. Into the danger, into the problem, into the crisis, into all these things. Wait a minute. (laughs) We're going out there. (laughs) That that seems too far. I can't swim. It's too deep. I don't know what to do. I'm going to drown. You ever feel like you're going to drown? You ever feel like the anxiety just rises in you and you see the problems around you and the tension around you and the work around you and your relationships around you and you're just like, God, I'm going to drown. What do we do? The Holy Spirit's telling us just what he told the Israelites. Just keep moving. Move right into the sea. What happened is the cloud moved. They watched it rise up over them and come between the Egyptian army and in Israel. And all of a sudden, Moses stretched out his arms, and they, God blew the sea apart. And they went exactly where God wanted. They didn't understand because the water was still there. But God still said, move forward. Move into the water. They thought they were going to drown. And sometimes we do the same. God, I'm going to drown. God, this doesn't seem like it's going to work out. But God's saying, you trust me. Put faith in action. They had to move. They had to do something. Walk into the sea. <laughs> you know, your heavenly father knows the way. We're thinking turn right. <laughs> you ever think that? I'm, I'm just going to take a right here, God, because the sea is sort of scary. That relationship, that need, that hurt, the sickness, pain is sort of scary. I'm just going to turn right. And God saying, no, no, no. You walk right into it. Come on, walk right into the the sea. Your heavenly Father makes a way. Your heavenly Father knows what you need. Your heavenly Father sees you. How can we live worry-free this year in 23? By activating our faith, by keep believing no matter what, by keep moving no matter what we're going through, and just see how God parts the waters. (laughs) You know when when Israel went into the Promised Land, the priests had to actually walk into the waters. They thought, "Oh, we got this. We've seen this before." <laughs> you know, the, God's going to part the waters. We heard the story because most of those people were dead. They did because of their unbelief, even after seeing that. But these people said, "We believe that." We, be, we wait. <laughs> My feet's <sweat. laughs> wet. It's not happening the, the way. It happened last time, and they actually had to walk into the water before the, uh, the Jordan River parted, and they walked across on dry land. you got to trust God. you got to keep moving. you got to believe. Activate your faith. I believe with all of my heart that's the year that God has for you. I don't know what you're going to face, but I know who does. I don't know all the things that may come your way this year, And all the problems or seas or armies or deep water. But God does. And what we do is we say, God, I'm not going to live by little faith and have worry. I'm going to live by small seed faith. And just keep growing and keep trusting. and Keep stepping. And watch it get bigger and stronger and stronger and stronger. The end of this year, December 31st. I have an anticipation in my spirit, in my heart, to look back and go, oh, my goodness. I walked through that water. I thought I was going to drown for sure, and yet I walked through the water. That's what God has. Can I pray for you? Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray that your grace and your love and your power and most importantly, your precious Holy Spirit settles on every single heart. Watching online. That's in this room. God, teach us not to live by little faith. That believes and does nothing. But God, teach us to believe and walk in faith. To trust. To act. To to step into the water. To step into the problem. To trust you no matter what. To keep believing no matter what we see. To keep trusting. God, to, to take every single anxious thought, every single worry about anything that we're dealing with and every single time say, I no, no, my father knows. (laughs) My father knows. My father knows. God, I pray you just burn that in our hearts. Burn that in our spirits. Let us walk. Let it become a song in our hearts. My father knows. My father knows. My father knows. God, I pray that sets us free as we trust you, as we live every single day. In you, God, if there's any person watching online right now or that might be in this room that does not know you, that doesn't have a relationship with the Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ, God, I pray right now that your precious Holy Spirit just touches and convicts and they're willing to pray with me, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of all of my sin. Renew a right heart within me. Restore the joy of your salvation within me that I might serve you, that I might walk with you this year. In the name of Jesus, I pray for every single person. Amen.